Dear listeners, I'm here because you are there, and you are there because I am here. That's the African spirit of Ubuntu. Welcome to Believers on Board. Today we shall read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18. In verse 17b to 18, it is written, And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. No more separation at that time. No more separation at that time. The words I just read to you, and let me repeat them again. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. These are words of encouragement indeed. To be with the Lord forever is the best thing that can happen to a believer. Be with the Lord in this life and be with the Lord after this life. If that happens to any of us, we have no reason to complain about any spiritual and material difficulty at all. When the Lord is with you day and night all the days of the year, you lack nothing, and so have nothing that unbalances your life. You are with the Lord. No more separation. You are together forever and ever. Wow. Those words of encouragement which Paul first addressed to the Thessalonians are for all Christians. The words comfort us on the fearful subject of death. We are told that when the trumpet of God shall sound, believers who are dead shall rise and those who will still be alive when Christ returns will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And then we shall be with the Lord forever. We shall no more be separated. That dramatic scenario warms warms the heart and assures us that the loved ones who died believing in the Lord shall rise again to be with Christ forever. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to see my mother and my father as well as all other Christian brothers and sisters who have gone ahead of us. I know you can't wait to see your late husband. I know you can't wait to see your late wife. I know you can't wait to see your brother, your sister, who died some years ago. I know you can't wait to see your good friends, your classmates, your aunt, your uncle, and other dear ones who have died. Oh my goodness, it will be a day like none we have ever seen.
As Jesus died and rose, believers shall die and rise too. The implication here is that when a loved one dies, we should mourn, not as unbelievers do, who have no hope of resurrection. Rather, we should mourn as believers with the hope of rising to be with Christ forever. That is the firm assurance the Savior gives to believers. Nothing on earth, nothing in heaven can take it away from us. Hallelujah. You can't wait to see that day. So do I. In society, people fit into many categories. Our community has adults and children, women and men. We have the rich and the poor, the literate and illiterate. We have those who call themselves city boys and girls, and those of us who come from the villages. Society has the high and the low. But when death is on duty, it doesn't discriminate. It breaks down whom it wills. Even those who give us the impression that they count and we don't, death has no respect for them. When it wants to eject you out of the world, it does so without pity. Rich people can use money to delay death, but it comes anyway. Literate people can read books and gather information that makes them not to die carelessly. But death comes anyway. Whoever you are and whatever you do, you will die anyway. The question whether you will or will not die therefore does not arise. What each of us should be asking is where he or she will spend eternity and with whom? People of wisdom, Christians and non-Christians should worry about what happens after this life. To console yourself by saying what happens after I die is inconsequential. That is no solution to the inevitable. Whether one believes in Christ or not, all people, without exception, shall face judgment. It is wise to take the best precaution now, that is, to believe in Christ and be saved. When the 600-year-old Noah was building the ark, following God's instructions, I guess many people thought of him as a crazy old man involved in drudgery. But he was carrying out God's directives vis-a-vis -vis the destruction that was coming. Similarly, today, some women and men take preachers of the word for jokers. They think messages about the end of the world, messages about judgment, hell, heaven, and other forms of God talk are absolute nonsense. But listen, the flood is coming. The time for accountability is coming, and both believers and unbelievers 
must face it. No one will escape it, not even one. For the unbeliever, you will die, be buried, and that's the end of your story until the day of judgment. For the Christian, the story has a very unique and lovely end. Believers die with a living hope, the hope of resurrection. That gives the words of comfort that you shall rise and be with the Lord forever. No more suppression when that time comes. Where Jesus our Savior is, there we shall be also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Ewu, that's how death is called in the language, my mother tongue. I guess you also have a word for death in your own language. Ewu is the most dreaded thing in life, and no human being can avoid it. Christians believe in life after death. They also believe that Jesus will return when some people will still be alive. Those believers and the ones who believed before dying will live forever and ever with Jesus their Savior. For intercession today, please pray for unbelievers and backsliders to repent and join the Christian fold and remain faithful until Jesus' second coming with eternal life. I am Achoa Omeni. May God grant us the grace to abide with him until our Lord comes again. Amen. <music>